everybody, and welcome to Enjoy the View. I'm Ari, and today on our panel we have Tessa. Hello. And Bean. Hello. <laughs> Why does Bean always get his own voice? <laughs> it depends on what name I'm given, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about View 3's new feature, Teleport. Ooh. Ben, what is teleport? Well, for me, I think of teleport as a way to decouple a piece of the template from a component in a single file component and basically tell it where to show up on the actual page. So I think the conventional example being used in most talks is you have a modal that's outside of your ID app that would typically sit in an index.html page. And you want your single file component that's controlling maybe what's going to be inside the modal to appear in an ID app outside. But that's just the conventional example. What do you think teleport is, Tessa? Actually, I had a question for you because like, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about that warning in the docs where they say like you want it to be outside of your view app, but they don't give a justification. I don't know that I would add anything to your question in terms of the definition so much as like, why is it generally restricted to that? Yeah, that's a great question. So in terms of the teleport, the conventional to what Tessa said, you'll notice that currently when you use it in the Vue 3 teleport, at least the way it's built in, you tend to direct it outside of the Vue app, right? So we normally mount it to an ID app. And then the conventional example is bound to a like sibling ID of like modal and you like it'll teleport things there. I think I got a little lost. And I'm, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of the example in the docs. And I remember it being confusing because they didn't really give like an explicit, I think they just attach it to body. So I'm a little confused. All right, let's level set as far as the mental model will be going. You're probably using it for most of this episode. So we have our index.html page. And inside of our body tag, we have two divs. We have our ID app, then we have our ID modal and their sibling. So typically our view app will be mounted to ID app. So that's where all like the view magic tends to happen. And so when Tessa refers to rendering content outside of the app, it would be, for example, in the ID modal that we have sitting as a sibling to ID app. And so right now in the docs, there, as Tessa mentioned, there's this warning that you generally want to teleport content outside of the app, meaning outside of ID app to something like ID modal. And the reason for that is, from what I can understand, natively, the way Teleport works, if we think of it from a technical implementation, is that it's going to take a piece of DOM and it needs to drop it in another place in the DOM, but it has to already exist. And so there's a tricky thing, from what I understand, with the way the virtual DOM is like, or the way that DOM is implemented with Vue, that we're probably going to need some helper functions in the future. But when you want to teleport things to other Vue components, you have to make sure that the element exists. Because if it doesn't exist, there's nothing to teleport it to. Like, it needs a destination. And so that's why, like, as far as reliable teleport behavior, it's saying that like, you teleport it to an element that already exists on the page. So in the case of ID app and ID modal, we know that modal exists on index.html. But any other single file component thing that you're like, using may not exist on the page when you're teleporting to it. So this is where it starts to get a little dicey. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I figured that was the case, but I was really bothered, not going to lie, that they didn't explain explicitly why it was the case in the docs. I was having a hard time because it's a long story, but I was trying to send a lot of bananas from one view component to another view component using teleport. If you want to know what that's about, you're just going to have to watch my talk, I guess. And <laughs> it wasn't working because the other component didn't exist yet. Like if I wanted to preload with bananas, which like I kind of expected based on the view school video that was listed in the docs but like 
in the view school video, they were getting some kind of warning and I wasn't getting any error messages. So I'm just like basically trying things out and like figuring out how teleport works based on what's not working in all of those experiments. I don't see an obvious warning in the docs. So maybe make that more explicit. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that is good feedback. I'm making a note of that right now. A good time to bring back the marquee element and bling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this part is a little bit trickier because I know I play with some as well. And if you, so for those who might have used the View 2 version of this, which is View Portals, which uh, Linus Borg, if you recognize my handle, he's the primary author for. It is designed to be so that it has a built in like wait function that it waits for the thing to be mounted before it teleports it in. So that's what I think I would like to probably see. We might add, um, I don't know, suggesting as an API to Evan and the team as far as making that more of a built-in thing. Because right now, I think Teleport works with the raw DOM right now rather than sort of applying some helper functions to ensure that before it teleports something to another element that it like actually has been rendered on the page, if that makes sense. I don't know if this is getting into the weeds too early, but what do you mean by raw DOM? Because my understanding is like, for example, if I disable teleport then it's not going to destroy the element and create a new one it's just gonna move the element in the dom i'm not sure if that's something that can be done with raw dom or not so yeah maybe i will take back the use of raw dom because i think the people who are really knowledgeable on the technical jargon on that i just meant more like when we know for a fact that like you know on an index.html page we as developers can visually see what's been mounted Whereas like when it comes to javascript mounting everything that's a little bit more magic because you're not Unless you're explicitly doing like console logs, it's hard to tell what's happening during what life cycle. So that's all I meant by that. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but like, I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but there's like certain words that I hear that when I, if I hear them, I have like an auditory memory that always gets linked and replays in my head afterwards. And so with portals, I always hear, what's his name from The Good Place, talking about Blake Bortles immediately after I hear the word portals. Bortles! Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else have this problem? I do now. Yeah, I <laughs> My new portals house will feature Blake Bortles <laughs> from now on. <laughs> and I will dress like Je I will dress like Jason Mendoza. He'll be next year's ViewConf host. <laughs> <laughs> Ari, what are your thoughts when you first saw the teleport element? Obviously I was like, oh, that's pretty nifty. It wasn't something I'd like put too much thought into. I guess I'm the type of person that just like accepts problems and just tries to figure out how to work around them as opposed to being like, there must be a better way and a better world. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to find a hack. It's fine. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's actually, that does solve problems, doesn't it? Huh? <laughs> I feel like we but, can make one of those Dungeons and Dragons affinity charts based on this because I'm like at the other end of the spectrum where once somebody has been like, there must be a better way. I'm like, let's see how I can use this in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> You are, what, chaotic? Neutral. I think, or chaotic evil, I would say, if you're like the worst <laughs> way possible. I always envy people who think about how can I use this in the worst way possible, because that's a much more creative state of mind than mine. Whereas <laughs> I'm just like, until I encounter a problem, I really don't care about solutions. Like a solution doesn't matter to me unless it's actually solving a specific <laughs> problem. But yeah. that's me. So I guess I'm just much more boring and practical. <laughs> But I don't think it's hard to be boring. 
it's, it's hard when you have a solution, not want to apply it to all the problems. And when you have a problem, locate the correct solution. Like there should be Tinder for like matching solutions to problems. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe right when this algorithm solves your problem. <laughs> So actually, today before the episode, it was a bit of a mental exercise for me to think outside the box because I've encountered some things where I'm like, oh, if only I had Vue 3 and I could use teleport, that'd be fun. But I had to sort of think about what could this solve? What problems do I not have yet that this could possibly solve? And then I started to think about, hey, this is kind of like slots, only like the other way around. Instead of going from the parent to the child, you're going from a child to a parent. So I started to think about how you could do like modular layouts without ever having to use a silly slot and all of the <laughs> headaches that go with slots. And then I started to think about it was sort of like a, a layout blooming from the inside. And then I felt really proud of myself. Nice. <laughs> but no, I mean, so like imagine you have pre-placed divs or, you know, if you're being all fancy semantic. But actually, no, you could just do divs. You can do divs because then you can attach the semantic HTML elements with teleport. Anyway, <laughs> see, I didn't fully think this through before I started talking because that's just how I roll. But anyway, so you have various divs that are part of a layout. And then inside a child of that, you just be like, okay, this is the component. And then from inside of that, you tell it where to put it outside of itself. So it, it just, yeah. It sort of explodes onto the DOM. <laughs> Sorry. I love Anything to not use slots. I am able to be creative when it comes to that. Yes. I'm not saying that this is a good idea, but it's an idea. I mean, I like it. I've already been trying to exploit that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having a lot of problems because this, I think... I'm not 100% sure if this is how it's supposed to work because it's not documented. And I hope it's not documented because I wrote that part of my talk already and I don't want to go back and fix it at the last minute. <laughs> I was trying to send bananas to other components, but I also wanted them to exist inside the current component. I wanted a box basically where I could drop in bananas and I would teleport them somewhere else. But like I could see myself dropping bananas into my box and like send them to say Ari's box. This is not good because like Ari was just talking about how she was thinking outside the box and now I'm already putting her back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> At least she has bananas though. She's getting bananas. <laughs> and what I noticed is that like, I mean, in the docs, it does talk about how you can't put the teleport destination, I think in the same component, which is Maybe I'm misremembering because I was able to do that. The issue that I ran into is if you have more than one teleport destination and they're all the same, it seems like it's only going to send your thing to the teleport destination that comes first in the DOM. Like it's not going to send a copy to all the areas in the DOM. Right, because it's only supposed to find like usually you're sending it to an ID and not necessarily like, right. Like a, yes. if you use a class as a selector, it won't send it to every single instance of that or yeah. like every element that's attached to that class. Imagine it would find the first one. Same with the class. Although technically, Ben, technically, the people who know all about the raw DOM don't come for me. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing enforcing only one idea on the page. That's just something we all decided, but nobody's forcing <laughs> us to do that. That is true. No, I really like that mental model that you are saying are regarding like the simplest version of teleport really is like this slots where you have this one thing that you want to drop into you know, this one level, though, slots is a one level teleport. But whereas like, gosh, I'm thinking, I imagine Michael Thiessen is going to have this blog post where it's like, what if we never use slots and only use teleport? He 
actually came out with a newsletter today about scoped slots. And I think teleport was mentioned, but I didn't read it yet. No, literally, that was my thought. I was like, what if I never had to use a scoped slot again? Because really, <laughs> because you can encapsulate all the logic inside like the one component that you actually care about or the one component that should care about that logic and then just, you know, disperse it wherever you need it. That to me solves so many problems in terms of like my brain not being able to handle scope slots because I just start like thinking, I don't know, somehow it makes my brain go into like inception mode and it's not a fun place to be. Yeah. Although I think going along with this idea of using teleport instead, one thing that I was having trouble understanding was styling. In the docs, they mention this prop that teleport has called disabled and the view school video also covered it for a bit where they were like notice how if i put disabled on here the style doesn't come from the parent and if i don't put disabled it does or vice versa whatever no matter what i did the style always came from the parent so i don't know what's going on there so that's one thing that i think is potentially tricky is like where are things being inherited from like is it from the parent that holds the thing that we're going to be teleporting or is it from the parent of like the teleport target destination I was about to say, like, wait, which parent? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was reminded of this tweet I saw recently that was like, how to hit a bullseye, first throw the dart, and then paint the target around it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if we saw the original portal that can, like, the component that contains the teleport element as portal one, and then portal two is where it ends up, are you saying that the styles from portal two, the thing that's wrapped around portal two, is what impacts the styles, or portal one? So I have the thing that I want to teleport to you, Ben. Uh-huh. You're the destination. And I have the styles. And no ma- and you have your own styles. But no matter what I do, it seems like the styles are always coming from me and never from you, regardless of whether I teleport it over or if I disable teleport. I guess I feel like I see how that could make sense from like a, you're coupling this template with the component. So you would want the styles from that component to couple with the template. I could see the logic of that. But then to your point, is there even an escape hatch if you needed to override? And that's, yeah, I've made a note. Well, I guess it's not really my point. It was like in view school, they were showing how they turned the styles on and off. And I was like, I can't turn them off. Who knows what version? (laughs) That's true, because they also saw error messages. And I have not seen a single error message, which either means I'm like really, 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 really good at view three (laughs) or (laughs) the thing that's actually the truth. (laughs) Yes, that is tricky. Ben, you're supposed to have every answer to every view question ever. How dare you? Are you even on core? I know. No, I will say uh, what I've gotten really comfortable with is just knowing that I can find the right people to get the answers. I think that that's honestly the most valuable position you can be in in life. That's probably why Google has made so much money, if you think about it. Wow. <laughs> They do. They have all the answers. Podcast thoughts. <laughs> These are more like haven't slept in like three weeks and it's four o'clock in the morning thoughts. I feel like that's oh, like the caliber no. I'm at right now. <laughs> but those are always like fun. <laughs> so I'm curious. I feel like the go-to example is always modals. But like, are there other prototypical examples that the view team has kicked around as like, these are also probably very likely use cases? Yeah, unfortunately, they seem to center around just the idea of, I would say, actually, I'll just classify it as notifications. So whether it's like the little pop-up from the bottom or banners. Toast. Yeah, toasts. <laughs> all of my favorite things. They just need to throw in tooltips. And it's all the things I love coding and getting tickets on. 
having had to implement an application that had a lot of toast notifications and like sometimes a lot of them like would show up on the screen at the same time <laughs> they're a b word to do well it's a bench just a bench yeah they're a real they're a real bench to do well cuz <laughs> yeah like i had to have all of this vuex state to clear them in fifo first in first out and yeah i hated it so much it was the only global UX action I had was for the notification. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is in a module, but that one I was like, no, that's going to be everywhere. I feel like you could have saved yourself a lot of trouble if you just used an event bus instead. <laughs> oh my, you know, you're right. Yep. That would have solved everything. <laughs> I feel like any element that floats over the web page, I'm like, make it go away. <laughs> yes. So in this particular case... They were helpful because there was a lot of asynchronous actions that could often take a long time to complete. And you may actually, most people would want to go do other things in the app while that particular task was completing. And it was helpful to know when it was done. Like, for example, installing an OS on a server. You don't really want to wait like all three minutes for that to finish and just be like, hmm, just watching this bar. And actually, there was no bar. So, it was good to know when it was done without having to like watch some like little icon just glowing and pulsing at you until it was done. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of good use cases for them. And now I'm getting more into design stuff, but I just feel like a lot of times like pop up notifications and tooltips and stuff, it's always just like that hammer that we use to squash all the cockroaches that come out of our user research. And I'm like, I'm so curious what other solutions there could be that don't involve those approaches, but I don't really know. There's definitely something to be used sparingly and only in specific use cases. Because <laughs> yeah, otherwise they can be super annoying. And I'm not going to lie, they were probably still annoying in this particular app, but they served a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we're thinking about other use cases for teleport, Tessa, you bring up a really interesting point that's worth mentioning here is that you can only teleport to one other destination. So you can't like have one you know, the origin teleport, like suddenly populate eight different components at once because it takes in the one selector. It would be interesting to see how people use that from like a design constraint. Because I know with slots and scope slots, people were like nesting slots within scope slots and then within slots and then slots. So it'd be interesting what happens if people start nesting, I don't know, like teleports or something. I already nested teleport inside my slot, but now I'm realizing I also need to nest a slot inside my teleport so I can, you know, make sure that I can't duplicate it just in case there's a way. Oh my gosh. I look forward to this talk. <laughs> teleports and teleports. Now that, that really does just sound like Inception. <laughs> I guess in that sense, though, like teleport might be a more descriptive name than portals, because if it's a portal, if you have like multiple portals open, then theoretically, everybody could see the original thing. So then I feel like metaphorically, it could kind of make sense that it's visible in multiple locations, except then why isn't it visible in the original location? But like with teleport, when I'm teleporting somewhere, I can't also clone myself to multiple locations. So at least that would like if Fuse 3 sticks with this idea of you can only teleport to one place, it would be like a decent mnemonic. And but I also, if it were a portal, multiple things could go through it before it closed. That's true. Yeah. We're I getting really be. in the weeds here. <laughs> <laughs> you can teleport. Sorry, I'm still caught up on like, as I was saying mnemonic, I almost said mnemonic. And I was like, I can't believe I forgot how to pronounce the thing that like helps you. Anyway. 
<laughs> With teleport, you can send multiple things, right? And it just goes in the order of like whatever you happen to send them in, which I imagine will like a lot of people will run into pain points with that in the future. Like I'm thinking about toast, for example, if the toast happened to land in the wrong order. You can send multiple teleports to the same destination, but it's still technically multiple points of origin, not a single point of origin, just like yeah, spanning stuff important, through. That's an important distinction. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just imagining using like a set interval. <laughs> <laughs> to spam things through a teleport. <laughs> I feel like you just keep on coming up with these. This would be a really terrible idea if somebody did it. And I'm like, yep, that's what I've been doing all week. <laughs> but no, but like that's, I feel like that's a great way to really understand something is to find its limits. I have teleported I mean... 50 bananas. <laughs> <laughs> on command or is it just on like command. you just drop it in? On no, command. No, like you can, you can increase the bananas with a button. Oh, uh, we will be sure to drop the uh, resources or sorry the the link to Tessa's talk when the show is published. So. It might be not out by the time the show is published because it's in well, November. Well, you can keep an eye on the show page and we'll drop it in at, on the website. Ben's like, you're not going to get away with not seeing Tessa's talk. <laughs> <laughs> and if by some miracle this comes out before her talk, we're talking about a talk at view toronto so yes that's, yes <laughs> november 4th through 6th i hope i'm not on the 4th no that Isn't is that should that, be workshop yeah. day from what i understand <laughs> so if you're giving your talk that day whoo yeah i mean if you're looking for a workshop to go to i hear a certain legume is giving one on the 4th <laughs> <laughs> so the rumors are <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now all i can think about <laughs> Is a community where he's like, you have no idea how mean this Dean can be. <laughs> Sorry. Good time, community. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about how I've been ruining Teleport, but has anybody else been using it recently? I've just been thinking about how I want to use it, but I'm still in View 2 land. Yeah, I played around a, a bit as like sort of a sandbox. And so I've gotten some of the warnings that, which is interesting because now I want to see if I can recreate those warnings where I tried to teleport to something in a component that hasn't rendered yet. And so I was getting that warning that like, you know, basically like, I don't know where the destination is. It doesn't exist yet. Sorry, Ben, you just have to be as good as me. Then you get no warnings. Yes, apparently. <laughs> I, I have a long way to go to unlock my powers. But yeah, that's been, again, I, I think people will find some very interesting use, uses for them should be pretty interesting to see what people come up with. Yeah, one point that I thought was interesting about the video that was linked in the docs is that like they suggested that if you needed more complex use cases to still use Linus Borg's portal view package, which I did not use because it said right at the top, if you need a simpler implementation, then use simple portal or something. And I was like, I just wanted to try this out for like a hot second. So I immediately went to the other thing. So I don't know what those extra options are. But I had thought the idea with Teleport was to kind of bring this portal view functionality into View 3. So I'm curious, like, are there other things that, if you know, are there other things that portal view does that Teleport doesn't? And like, if so, was it a specific design decision or is it just like a matter of implementation and available people to work on that problem? Or like, would somebody still use portal view with View 3? At this time, I still think portal view still has some, I'll call it like, nice developer experience things like I was talking about. So in portal view, if you do it in view two, it allows you to do portals between components, 
right? Meaning that somewhere inside a portal view, it's basically waiting to check that that thing exists, and then it'll just like throw it over the fence. But in view three, I think when it was designed, from what I can tell, it was it's using sort of it's trying to keep to the spec as much as possible from like how teleport should be working at like a raw level. And I think that's what's probably important to understand here is because originally there were discussions around naming it portal because it is shorter. And But I think the actual HTML5 spec or like the spec is considering doing their own implementation of this feature. So a view, as view as much as possible really does try to avoid conflicting with native like language things. That's why, fun fact, for those who don't know, filters is disappearing for a similar reason since pipe operator is also going to end up getting its own meaning in JavaScript. So rather than sort of being like, oh, this is the view pipe that like formats your you know text, it's just kind of going away altogether. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like a backronym or something where like now that this thing is coming out, it's like conveniently like, oh, that's why we're getting rid of filters and not like people have been advocating to get rid of them for a long time, which like... I just I, never I, I saw their value. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just feels really nice, but maybe because I learned AngularJS before Vue, but it's just fun to like have my little thing on the left and then be like, I'm going to transform it when it passes through this little wall. Yeah, no, that was like, that was my mental model when I was learning pipes too. Nice. (laughs) I don't know. Mario comes in. It's like a rom-com, like, makeover montage. (laughs) (laughs) For me, like, it just always made more sense to just have a method to format it (laughs) and just do it that way. Because I felt like it was just as readable and conveyed the point just as well. Okay, actually, that depends on whether or not you use the word format in your (laughs) method name, which if you're not, you're doing it wrong and you should stop. (laughs) (laughs) Format currency, not just currency. Yeah, no, if it's just currency, come on now. (laughs) At the first ViewConf Toronto, Michael Thiessen gave a talk about just doing everything using the template part of single file components only. That talk really resonated with me, and that's all I'm going to say about filters. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Ben, have you tried using Teleport? And how has the experience been for... Or Portal, I guess. Have you tried using Teleportals? Let's just put it like that. Teleportals. how has the experience been? (laughs) Teleportals! (laughs) Oh, gosh. To answer your question, yeah, so I've used it more from like a documentation perspective of just sort of like playing around and sort of seeing some of the ins and outs. I haven't stretched it to limits the way you sort of you've been talking about, which I think is really fascinating just to like see the limitations and maybe even again, either finding bugs or things we can do to make it better. That's the other thing too, is like view as much as it tries to give you raw things that you can always escape out of. It does try to provide like sort of guardrails to help, you know, for things that you have to do all the time, right? That's why we love the V4 directive rather than having to do a render function and decide between for each and for or or map or whatever. (laughs) Like, we don't have to do that. It's just before. So yeah, I think my biggest holdup was like trying to find a way that made it convenient because I know other people are going to try to teleport things into other components. And I had a warning. I definitely got the warning. So I will see if it's maybe something's changed since I last used it. Yeah, I was going to say I'd love to help report bugs, but I just haven't gotten any. (laughs) What a tough life. You're just so good, Tessa. (laughs) You're just so good. I had one last thought there, but it's been teleported elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like an amazing note to end on. Yes. (laughs) It'll reappear in a future episode. (laughs) (laughs) Two equals quote future episode. But we may get a warning message because it does not yet exist. 
Boom. Full circle. <laughs> Love it. Does anyone have any thoughts that have not been teleported to round out with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for a picks. I'm thought free. Okay. I'm ready to steal Ben's picks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Normally I'm nice to Ben, but today <laughs> I'm a bad person. I don't know. Tessa, <laughs> do you have any picks? <laughs> yeah, I have one pick. Yeah, so I just finished watching this show, and I don't know what the deal is with the show, but just, like, I have never been so bored by the fashion choices of all of the characters in the show. And it's not usually something I pay particular attention to, but, like, everybody wore the blandest colors, and every sleeve length was exactly the same. And then I watched this show after that, Sangha Pucha, Mystic Pop-Up Bar in English. I believe it's based on a webtoon, but I could be wrong. The storyline is like this woman is cursed to run this thing called a pocha, which is basically like a tent with different kinds of foods and alcohol. And she has to help people resolve this thing called Han, which is basically like some deep seated desire that they can't resolve on their own. And she has to save like 10 souls left. She has 100,000 total and she has 10 left. And so she's working with like her helper in the kitchen and also this random guy who like when people touch him, they tell him all their life problems, which like. I can relate with it like a little bit. So the thing about this show is like, I don't know if it's just the contrast of the last show I watched, but like everybody's clothes, even though they all clearly look like they belong in the same world in the sense of like a story world, they really kind of enhance or depict each character's individual personality. And so I really appreciated that aspect of the show. So this is like my first time recommending something for like sartorial reasons, but that's my pick for this week. Okay, Ben, did she steal your pick? No. Oh, she, oh yeah. Damn it, I really tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I watched the trailer for that show before, though, and it, it, it seemed like an interesting premise. So, yeah, my picks for this week, I have two gadget picks for y'all. So I got to assemble my first mechanical keyboard, like uh, replace the hot sw- the switches and stuff. And so the Evo Maker GK68X. So it's a 65% keyboard, and what's particularly cool about it is you can actually turn the spacebar into three different keys. So I don't know if people are that familiar with spacebars, but if you think about it, like the spacebar is this one giant long rec- like rectangle, but like you really only need like two spots on it. It's actually a really big key for like you need it a lot, but it doesn't need to be that big. And so when you split it up, you get this like. Anyways, I'm I'm nerding out of it here, but anyways, you have split keyboards, and now I have all these keys, and it's awesome, and I can wire stuff. So. I will, we will link that in the show notes, but super loving the build, super solid. And my other one, I know that webcams and stuff have certainly been a bit sparse, especially in these quarantine times, but if there's one worth the money, I recently got the Logitech Stream Plus, and I really, really like sort of the ergonomics of uh, the fact that it's easy to mount, dismount, but more importantly, you can actually rotate the stand so that it's like landscape or portrait. So it actually has a lot of use cases because I think it can record, I want to say 4K, but don't quote me on that. So it's just like for anyone who's starting to do videos or those kind of things, like it seems like a really solid investment for a very minimum setup. And it plugs, uh, has a USB-C plug, so it goes directly into the new MacBook Pro. So that's nice because the more I can get rid of my dongles, the better. I'm smiling in my heart at this idea that like everybody else's videos is landscape and you bought a new camera just so you could be that person in portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in portrait right now, but I, I I should give that a shot. But the fact that I can makes me listeners. It's in portrait right now. Is it really? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, I missed something. <laughs> but yeah, those are my picks for the week. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to preface this with, (laughs) there was recently a tweet from somebody who said that if you use a mouse, or or something to the effect of (laughs) if you use a mouse while coding, then they just assume you're a junior developer. So I'm going to go full junior developer and also be contrarian to Ben and talk about my new mouse that I got. Another new one. My new job. Nice. It's the G604 and it has six buttons six programmable buttons above the thumb rest so I can do things like bind duplicate block of code, <laughs> which I absolutely have bound to my mouse. That's so amazing. I can just highlight, duplicate it. Or to send things to different portals. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I actually, that is a great point about the space bar because I exclusively only use my left thumb to hit the space bar. So yeah. My right thumb could be doing a lot more, just saying. But no, so it has, yeah, six buttons on the side and then two next to the left click. I use those for copy and paste because they're easily accessible and I use copy and paste extensively because I am extremely lazy about typing. But yeah, so that is my pick is the Logitech G604. Also, the battery life is incredible on this, which is nice because the last Logitech uh, gaming mouse I had had the worst battery life ever. How (laughs) incredible is incredible. I think it said that in regular like mode, it can last up to five and a half months. Whoa, nice. Like continuous use. That's continuous. Yeah, so incredible battery life. Yeah, whereas like I literally had to keep my last one plugged in all the time. It had like an actual battery in it, but it was also rechargeable. I had to keep it plugged in all the time because it could not hold a charge. Oh, no. It was the worst. At least it wasn't like the magic mouse where you had to plug it in on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. But it did create the cable that came with that one did create a lot of drag on the mouse. So I ended up getting a different cable that didn't drag as much because, you know, they tried to make it look like it was part of the mouse once it was plugged in and it was just a terrible idea. But no, so far, very happy with this mouse. Your preface, it reminded me of this tweet I saw from, I think, like Rick Hanlon last night where he was, he said something like, or they said, I don't know their pronouns, are all your friends not addicted to tech Twitter like you? So you ask them like, hey, what did you all think about that tweet about rock throwing? Like what rock size? And they don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. Fortunately, I generally get all the references. And if I don't, because it's that I've missed a reference on tech Twitter, I then just scroll until I find it because it's there. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I believe that is this uh, words (laughs) for this week. (laughs) Um, And until next week, enjoy the view. It would be amazing if one day we just closed an episode like, well, and then it just ended. (laughs) 